And I think that if you have the privilege of being able to have higher standards or being able to want something different for your life, then harness that privilege because that is what it is there for. Use your privileges to do good. You are listening to an episode of The Lucky Girl Complex, hosted by me, Lara Weber. Before I begin today's show, I would like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land in which I'm recording this podcast today. I would like to pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of The Lucky Girl Complex. So um, I'm really excited about today's episode. I have a whole bunch of notes that I wrote out here when I just thought of the topic and I was just really excited to speak about it. So lots to get into today but i thought before i start the episode i wanted to address a couple things sounds really serious but it's nothing serious at all so a few of my friends have alerted me to the fact that they could hear bells in the background of my episodes they're like what are those bells and it's actually my boyfriend's cat chanel which is so funny because i noticed it as well or i feel like i just i feel like i just didn't clock it because i'm so used to always hearing her little bells in the background i'm literally so obsessed with her so she's always somewhere nearby so I'm always hearing a little bells on her collar so every time she takes a step you hear that so apologies if you heard that in the previous episodes and you were really confused by it I have her downstairs today while I'm recording this so hopefully we don't have any bells in the background um also I just want to say a big thank you for all the feedback I've been getting so far on the podcast like it's so helpful just um I thought before I like you know start these topics because they're quite like deep and sometimes I guess heavy topics it'd just be nice for you guys just to get to know me a little bit more and just talk about my life for a few minutes I'm convinced that it's really boring but I also think from another perspective it's nice for you guys to get to know me um, if you're going to be listening to the show so I'll painfully try and talk about myself for two seconds before I get into the episode um first of all I have a recommendation for the week um and it is <laughs> This isn't really anything new. Like I talk about it all the time in like my real life, but I thought I'll mention it for the show. But it's the Calm app, and particularly I've been listening to um, the LeBron James. Tr- oh, here come the bells. Hold on, Chanel. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. So my recommendation: the Train Your Mind series on the Calm app by LeBron James. Uh, I don't know how I even started listening to it. There's a few volumes of it now as well, so it must be popular. I know how I started listening to it because I'm not like a sports or NBA person by any means. But he talks a lot about mindfulness, which actually really surprised me. And he's a really cool, interesting person. And I like the stories that he gives, all that kind of stuff. So if you're looking for a little wellness, mindfulness recommendation, definitely try the Calm app. And also there's so much on there if you aren't into the whole Train Your Mind series. Also the Daily J is great. I listen to that a lot as well. So that's my recommendation for the week. Um, what has been happening in my life that I can even talk about really? I feel like I'm in this very busy period at the moment and I always feel cringe like when I'm speaking to people and they're like, oh, what have you been up to? Like, And I'm like, I want to say I'm busy, but it feels like it's self-inflicted busy. You know what I mean? So, um, And I can't remember if I mentioned this. I think I did mention briefly in the first episode, but I also do modeling. So I work full-time in e-commerce. So just my like normal nine to five. And then I also do modeling as well. So yeah, just trying to juggle. I've been lucky at the moment where I've been getting a bit of work and um, great opportunities have been coming up as well, which is amazing. But yeah, just like trying to juggle right now. I'm in my 
feel like I go through phases where it's very like rest focused, replenish, all that stuff. And now I'm in a bit of like a hustle phase, but I'm enjoying it. Like I feel really like my cup is full. Like doing this podcast has been so good for the soul. It feels really good and aligned and I enjoy it. And it gives me something to look forward to every week. And yeah, I like being busy. So things have been good. So that is it for me. I'm just going to finally jump straight into the episode. And this week I'm going to be talking about FOMO, the fear of missing out. (laughs) So as you probably can tell by the show, I take very like potentially chill concepts and then kind of go a little bit deeper. So um, when I talk about fear of missing out, it's kind of like, it's more than just like that surface level. Oh, I missed out on drinks last night kind of FOMO. It's like, life altering FOMO. I don't know if that makes any sense, but yeah, just in general, like the feeling of the fear of missing out, feeling like you're not doing the right things, feeling like, you know, you might not be doing the things that other people are doing, all that kind of stuff. Um, so for me, what I see FOMO as, and it's something I used to have a lot when I was, particularly when I was younger, especially now when you're in your like mid to late twenties, like I am, I'm 25 by the way. Um, you definitely experience it a lot because you're in this period of life where people are just doing such different things. Like some friends are engaged and have a house and other friends are like traveling the world with nothing to their name. And others are like back studying and some are working and like everyone's just doing so many different things. And it's so hard to sometimes understand to know what you should be doing. And I feel like that can create a lot of anxiety that can create a lot of overwhelm. And it can also just make you feel dissatisfied, which even if you're not like highly anxious, it's still just not a nice feeling to feel dissatisfied with where you're at because you know, everyone's circumstances are different. So I think it's just an endless vicious cycle. And that's why I think it's so important to really talk about like, where do the feelings, where does the feeling of missing out or FOMO, like where does it come from? And like, how can we navigate it? Because it's always something that's going to happen no matter what stage in life what stage of life, sorry, that you're at, whether you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, you're a teenager, whatever it is, there's always going to be people um, that you're comparing yourself to or things that other people are doing that you feel like maybe you should be doing. And it's it's this, it's just that that's the cycle of life. We're always in comparison loops. So I think it's so important to really, to just kind of nip FOMO in the bud and just learn how to be happy with your circumstances. Not only learn to be happy with your circumstances, but really narrow down what your circumstances should be. So maybe you do need to make a change. Maybe there is, you know, parts of your life that you haven't been focusing on, um, but it's just knowing what the areas of focus are that I think is the important thing. And that's why I really wanted to kind of tackle this topic today. I also think it's a really important topic to cover and it's something that I'm personally very passionate about and feel really strongly about. That's why I wanted to cover this topic is that in every area of life, and I always have this problem, we're given so many conflicting messages about what we should be doing. And at the end of the day, a lot of the advice we get, whether it's from our parents or our friends' parents or our colleagues or the media or just wherever we're getting our advice and information from, it's always so conflicting. Like some people are saying, you should travel, live it up while you're young. Others are saying you should be investing every penny that you have because, you know, it's going to make a difference when you're at like we're always told different messages and I think that we don't always know what the right thing to do is and there's no one answer about what the right thing to do is and I myself don't know what the 100% right thing to do is and I'm not going to be able to give you the answer for you today but what I do want to do is help you unpack 
your belief systems, your purpose, your passions, and help you decide what the right thing for you to do is. Because at the end of the day, it is conflicting because it's different for every single person and every single person's set of circumstances. And the things that make us all feel fulfilled can be completely different. And I think if we can narrow down how to to get to that place of like feeling peace with our circumstances, feeling like we're on the right track and not comparing ourselves, then that's ultimately going to get rid of the FOMO and it's just going to make you a better person and a more excited about life person and like I said I don't have all the answers I still don't know all the answers for myself but the reason I felt like I could make this episode is that I do feel like I am at a place where I'm very comfortable with my circumstances and I have a lot a lot of experience with feeling like I um, should be doing things differently in, in so many different areas of my life and I've spent a lot of my life chasing, like chasing goals, chasing, you know, feelings of worthiness, all that kind of stuff. And now I'm at a place where I'm not, I don't care what anyone else is doing, to be completely honest. I don't ever sit and think about what other people are doing as well. I mean, from time to time, I probably do. But for the most part, I'm not sitting around thinking about how everyone else is living their lives because I'm so excited about what I want for my life. And the only, my only driving force right now is the future that I envision for myself. And that doesn't look like anyone else's. It's something that I have, it's like I've carved out the life that I want purely from inside of me. I haven't looked at someone else's like, I want my life to be like that. And I think that that is something that, again, it, it's, it's my guiding force in life. I'm following my path and I'm following what I want and so I'm never feeling FOMO because I'm like well that's what everyone else is doing and it looks amazing for them but it's not for me and I wanted to share with you guys what you can do to just feel that same feeling because it makes such a difference in life when you're always feeling like you should be doing something or you're comparing yourself you're just never in that true state of like abundance with where you're at you're always you're always just feeling that sense of lack like oh I'm not doing this should I be an anxiety a lot of um, societal expectations, a lot of, you know, what we see on social media, what we see in the movies, what we see, we're always like, especially with like coming of age movies or movies of, you know, young people, it's always like, oh, we have this idea in our head of what our life should look like and what we should be doing at certain ages, certain um, stages in our life. And it can be like very draining and very exhausting. And I think that the sooner we can go inward and work out what we need that has nothing to do with the media, the happier we'll all be. So I'll give you some examples of some of the FOMO that I guess I've experienced or the ways that um, comparing my situation has, I guess, impacted me and how I've worked through it in my life because I feel like examples always just make it so much easier. So when I was younger particularly, and I feel like now obviously I'm in a place where I'm really comfortable and I'm really comfortable, sorry, and confident in who I am, but I went through so many phases as we probably all do of just exhausting ourselves like I exhausted myself trying to you know keep up with the trends and wearing all the things that everyone else was doing and in a lot of ways I lost parts of myself and lost parts of myself that would the essence of who I was which I think is you know my my creativity the way my mind works the way that the way that I'm a dreamer I lost a lot of that when I was younger again as we all do it's so normal in our teens I feel like I'm talking about this as though it's a unique experience I'm sure we've all experienced it but I was doing what I felt like I needed to do because I was trying to have that social credibility or just do what other people were doing and like I said we've all been there but 
I might not do that anymore. I might not, you know, try and wear what's cool and go where it's cool and do all that kind of thing. But as we get older, for a lot of us, that doesn't go away. It just evolves. So maybe, for example, you're not, um, you know, trying to wear what other people your age are wearing like you were when you were a teenager or trying to do what was cool like you were when you were a teenager but maybe now you feel the pressure to buy a home because a lot of your peers and colleagues are buying houses right now or you feel like you should be engaged because a lot of your friends are engaged right now or you should start a business because all your other friends are business owners whatever it is so that feeling of like FOMO and like chasing something it never really stops it just evolves as we get older if we don't interrupt the pattern and I think that the biggest way we make any changes in life is due to pattern interrupters. That's something I'll also make a whole different episode about. But basically, it's when something changes, um, and when something changes drastically, I guess you can you can you can change your trajectory instead of just following the same loop because it's kind of just like an autopilot, right? You're like, okay, everyone else is doing this, I'm gonna do this. Everyone else is doing that, I'm gonna do that. Like it just goes on and on and on till one day you're probably retired, exhausted, and you never felt like you truly got to do what you wanted to do because you were trying to just keep up with what was expected of you. And the sooner we can break out of that, I really believe like the happier we will all be. And I, I do also feel like that this is a privilege. I will obviously say I, um, I myself, and I, I'll talk about it a little bit like more in the episode, but it's, it's relevant to the episode, but I think I've mentioned it in the first episode as well, but I immigrated here to Australia when I was 13. So I grew up in South Africa and we moved here, just my parents, myself and my brother. And with that, I know that I have a lot of privilege that some of my other, um, my parents didn't have, my grandparents didn't have because I'm in this, you know, society. And I, I have, have the time and space to think about my passions and purpose and creativity and all that kind of stuff where I'm not having to worry about just putting food on the table or or worry about you know just trying to survive and get by like my family also grew up in apartheid which I would hope you know what that is if you don't probably just google it um where you know there's a lot of bigger struggles than you know what's my goals what's my my passion like I have the privilege of of finding that and making that a priority because I'm not you know struggling to survive which is something I'm really grateful for but it's something that I'm going to make the most of I'm not going to continue cycles and patterns purely because that's what's always happened but I'm choosing to to break the cycle break the pattern and and do things differently because because you know why would I why would I just live my life a certain way because that is how people have always lived in autopilot because to me um that state of what's the next thing what's the next thing what's the next thing that's not really conscious living and the thing that's you know given me the most in any area of life in terms of getting amazing modeling opportunities or getting a job when I didn't expect it or you know random opportunities or meeting the right person that opened a door for me all of these things truly I feel have happened to me and I've had so many blessings in life is because of the fact that I've lived, I live consciously now. I haven't always, but I do now. And I, everything that I do is guided by my faith, what I believe, what I want for myself, what I know my values are. So I make sure that the way that I act, the way that I behave, the way that I live is aligned to my values and who I am as a person. So I'm living consciously. I'm not living because I'm doing what other people are doing. And I think that that is one of the most important things. And again, is going to help you remove any feelings of FOMO in any area of life. 
I believe in this life that a lot of unhappiness people experience comes from the fact that we are forever in this endless cycle of doing what we've been conditioned to think is the right thing and from feeling like oh other people our age are doing this or other people our neighbors are doing that and we're we're just living in that cycle and when you're in this cycle of you know constantly working towards the next thing you can really miss out on the now you're missing out on the life that you have now and the things that you have that you wanted in a past version of yourself and just the beauty of slowing down and the beauty of truly just being with yourself and understanding yourself is something that is so important and it's something that you 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 don't want to miss out on that in life you want to make sure that you slow down and truly know yourself so that way you you're clear your your path is clear because you know what's meant for you and you know what you want feel that that truly knowing your desire and what you want for yourself is the ultimate way to get rid of FOMO Get rid of any feelings of comparison or feelings of like fear, anxiety around how you're living your life, whatever that looks like, whatever it is that you feel like you should be doing, whether you think you should be buying a house, whether you think you should be getting married, whether you think you should be starting a family, whether you think you should be at a different place in your career, whatever it is that you feel like you should be doing. I'm going to be sharing some tips that I think are going to really help you unpack what it is that you really want, remove those feelings of FOMO and just help you get to a place where you're happy with your path and you're comfortable. You're not, you're not feeling dissatisfied or anxiety about where you're headed. So the first thing, and this actually, I think ties into everything that I say, and it is the number one thing for any area of self-development or, you know, anything that you're trying to work on, I think the biggest key is alone time. Whether you're in a relationship, whether you're not, whether you live alone, whether you don't, whether you live with your family, it's so, so, so important to carve out alone time. This is something that is key, especially if you do like maybe live at home with your family. I feel like we don't realize that we are just a product of the people we're around. It's good to have time to yourself, even if it's like a one walk a week for an hour where you put your headphones in, don't listen to a podcast or don't read a book or watch a movie like spend good alone time with yourself where you can actually be with your thoughts because as you spend time alone you you have those internal dialogues and you start to just have an understanding of yourself and that is ultimately the biggest thing that will help you unpack what it is that you really desire and what you really want i always talk about this in my real life that one of the most pivotal times in my life is when I um, lived in South Africa for a while during um, uni I lived with my grandparents and I spent so much time alone and I think that is why I was able to um, grow so much and you know understand myself so well because I spent so much time alone I lived with my grandparents I did uni online and I worked a couple days a week I did see my family a lot like on weekends and stuff like that but day to day in life I spent a lot a lot of time alone and you know sometimes we would just be sitting on the beach be going for walks it'd be going to the gym it'd be you know lying in bed at night like I just I was alone a lot and I just it's almost like I developed so much more self-love because it's like I developed a relationship with myself. I think so many of us miss out on that. We miss out on the relationship with ourselves because we're so used to quieting and quietening our minds because of, you know, what, you know, the people that were around, 
who we spend our time with, all these sorts of things that we, we quite are in a dialogue and we don't have that connection to ourselves. And that I think is the most important thing in all areas of life. And going back to, like I said, that time that I spent um, where I lived in South Africa, this was like my final year of uni, mind you. Um, all my friends were, you know, still in Tasmania because I hadn't moved to Melbourne yet at that time. I was um, living in Tasmania when I was doing uni. Um, and prior to moving as well, I lived with two of my friends. So I had so much FOMO. My friends were, you know, at uni, like going to like the uni nights and stuff that I used to love, like having social lives. I just barely had a social life. My whole social life was like hanging out with my grandparents, hanging out with my cousins, hanging out with my cousin's kids. And that was pretty much it for the most part, obviously. That in itself, I remember in that phase being like, I'm literally missing out on like my prime years. I'm missing out on going out for my final year of uni. Like I might never get this time back. But because I spent so much time alone with myself, I knew that, yes, I did have a lot of FOMO around uh, missing out on, you know, my uni nights and the fun that I should be having in my very early 20s. But I knew that deep down what I wanted the most, more than fun experiences, was to just be at a state of peace with myself and to just grow. Like, I, it's like I knew intentionally, like, I just want to heal. I just want to be healed in any area of life like I want to heal from all the pain that I've ever experienced I want to heal from relationships I want to heal from anything that's you know caused me to have any sort of uncomfortable emotions and that was my utmost priority so whilst I had that FOMO I still had that inner knowing that experiences will come back to me but this time that I'm taking out for myself now is going to be so much more impactful in the the trajectory of the rest of my life and I think if you can ask yourself at what cost you're making a sacrifice that will also help you a lot. So if it's like, oh, I'm not buying a house now, this this one might, is actually kind of relevant for me. Like everyone's buying a house or in Europe right now. Well, that's at least how it feels to me when I open my Instagram. And sometimes I have these feelings of like, oh, like I wanted to have owned a home by now, or whatever. But I also know that what I want even more is to build foundations for the other things that I want in life, which is like, um, multiple income streams. It's being able to monetize the um, passions that I have, being able to impact people and all that kind of stuff takes work and time and juggling a career with all these other things. And unfortunately, I know that my time is just better invested now on on that. And now I'm also in a position where I don't have a mortgage with interest rates rising and all those things happening where I felt so... Um, down on myself about that for a while but now I know that everything happens for a reason and I think that it's a good thing for me right now that I don't have that kind of liability because I have the flexibility to make a change and I know that the, the dreams and goals that I have for myself it could require moving around it could require um taking financial risks on myself it could you know I, I want to have that flexibility to change my life at any given moment without any major liabilities and that's what works for me right now this could change in a month in a year in 10 years who knows but clear on my priority because I spend enough time with myself so I know that my path right now makes sense for me and what I want the next tip is asking yourself why. Again, that's why I said this kind of goes all into the first tip. This is why you've got to spend that alone time together so you can ask these questions. And again, if you are into the journaling thing, I'm going to stop trying to push journaling in every single episode. But if you are into journaling, you can use these as prompts if you like. So asking yourself why. So if you're the type of person that's always worried about doing the right thing, you need to narrow down like where that comes from. Again, as a 
oldest child in an immigrant family, I know this feeling all too well of feeling like I need to do the right thing. I still sometimes have that inner feeling of like, I feel this pressure to be doing the right thing. Um, and you need to understand why, like why you have that feeling or what, what, um, what is it about your life that makes you feel like oh, I should be doing whatever the thing is. So like I said, my family immigrated to Australia when I was 13. A lot of my mindset has been focused on making sure that I'm using my opportunities given to me by my parents and like the sacrifices that they made for me to make sure that I'm like secure and financially stable so that my family feel, you know, at peace that they've made sacrifices, but it's worth it because their child is financially secure and stable and they don't have to be worried. They don't have to stress about stuff like that. So a lot of um, how I've felt is driven by making my family like happy and proud because I've always been like that. I just want to please them. I just want them to be, yeah, happy and proud of me. And it's dictated a lot of the way that I live, which isn't a bad thing. I think it's a, a nice thing. It's a good thing. But I also think that um, being aware of, the root cause or being aware of my why has helped me maybe reframe the way I think about certain things and not be only focused on that and ask myself questions around what I want as well as what. And the reason you have to ask yourself why and understand this is because again, like I mentioned earlier around it being a cycle, it is a cycle. In my own, you know, instance of wanting to, you know, make my parents proud and feel like their sacrifice has been worth it is that you know, when I was studying, I was like, oh, I just, I need to just get my degree. So I have a degree and I'm secure. And then, you know, I, um, when I was at, even when I was in high school, I, I should have a casual job. So I want my family, you know, to know that I can make my own money and I'm not like, I'm, I'm, I can be financially independent one day. And then when I had my degree, it was, oh, I, I need to just get a job because I moved to Melbourne. And I didn't have a job. And I was like, all this pressure, I need to have a, a career in like a, you know, in a good industry and I need to be independent. And you know, it's just, it snowballs. And then it's, oh, I need to own a home. Like these are all benchmarks that, that I've, I've essentially given to myself because of the pressure that I've put on myself, because I wanted to, you know, achieve that why, which is make my family happy and proud and whatever. And again, that is not a bad thing. I do think it's important. And I do appreciate that it's true. Like I do want my family's investments into me and I want it to be worth it and I want to give back as much as I can because of the, the life that I've been given and that I still 100% feel strongly about. But I also think that being aware has helped me just think differently and not be purely driven by that and allow myself to ask myself the questions around what else do I want? Like what do I want aside from that security? And I know that if I continue in that state, of what next, what next, what next? Oh, I need to own a home now. I need to do this. I need to do that. It's a losing battle because it's it's a losing battle between me and myself and no one else because security and stability and making my family proud, if that's the reason, then I know that there are other ways to do that. So for me, a big one was the home ownership thing. So I've been sort of down on myself in the last couple of years that I haven't bought a house yet. I'm only 25 in, and in this economy, like honestly ridiculous that I put so much pressure on myself. Um, but yeah, it's something that I guess plagued my thoughts a lot, but 
I know that it's not about the home. It's not about owning a house. It's about the financial security and stability that's associated with it. In, in you know, these days we all are told that, you know, once you sign that mortgage, once you own a home, you're secure, you're set. And life just isn't that black and white anymore. It's not the same in our generation. It's not the same in this world that we're living in. So if it's security or financial stability that I'm after, I don't have to wait for that benchmark to be happy or secure. I can get that in other ways. There's investing, which I think is really important. Um, and, you know, diversifying income streams and investing in myself. That is probably one of, one of my biggest priorities right now in terms of that whole stability, financial security side of things is that I'm investing in me. I'm investing in my, my talents, my creativity, my areas of interest, my, my career. I'm investing in the things that I love to do, the things that I do well, and the things that I know I can harness so that moving forward in life, things like this podcast, things like modeling, things like other things that I'm sort of quietly working on in the background so that I can be in a place where I have diversified income stream, whether that's I want to be in a situation where I don't just, I'm not riding on one thing like a home, but I've got a pool of things that's going to give me that exact same stability and security, if not more than if I were to own a home. And that, again, I feel peace now because I've realized, okay, it's not the house that's the problem. It's the feeling. And then I've addressed the feeling. And now the problem is gone. You know what I mean? And I also just feel so much happier and more fulfilled that way because I'm prioritizing the things that are going to help me, not just doing something that I think I should do for the sake of it. I'm also prioritizing the things that feed my soul. So I'm doing things that make me happy whilst also investing myself and addressing the areas that I know I can harness to live a better, more comfortable life. And that's so much more important than just following a blueprint at the end of the day. Yeah, understanding and finding out your why is so, so important when it comes to this and like feelings of FOMO. Like going back to that example about me when I was in my teens and being, you know, trying to fit in and trying not to stand out and all that kind of stuff. That, for example, for me, that was me, you know, doing what other people were doing and not wanting to experience FOMO and not wanting to do things differently because now I know that the why for that scenario and why I was like that, it was a protection mechanism. It was keeping me safe because as a teenager that's an immigrant from South Africa, when everyone else is, you know, born and bred Tasmanian and you just stand out, anything additional that makes me stand out is just, it makes me feel like I'm in a place of vulnerability or there could be negative impact. So that was my protection mechanism. And that's me, you know, acting out of survival mode and now I can look back on that and you know I appreciate my younger self because you know she was doing the best she could she was trying to assimilate she was trying to you know keep the peace so that she didn't feel like she was in a ever in a further position of standing out like a sore thumb and being bullied or being put in a bad situation and understanding that you know just gives me so much peace so it's really important um the next thing that I would suggest is asking yourself, where do your goals stem from? So I think this is so popular. We all know about goal setting. We all do goal setting. We all have our, you know, plan all mapped out and the things that we want. Sometimes, you know, what's missing is the, how we're going to get there. But especially what's also missing is that where does it stem from? So you really need to be able to unpack your goals and where they stem from or the things that you want. For example, whether it's, you know, you feel like you're getting older and you haven't traveled all of Europe yet or you aren't engaged yet or whatever, 
if this is something that you think about, then you need to understand what about it worries you and how does it align to your goals. So for example, like if you feel like, and I sometimes think this, not as much anymore, but I haven't done all the traveling that I want to do yet. And that, you know, stresses me. But again, I'm only 25. So hopefully the world doesn't end anytime soon. So I can still go to all the countries I haven't been to yet. Um, but it's really important to understand how these things that you feel like you haven't done or the things that make you experience FOMO, how, like work out how they align to your goals. I feel like I worded that really badly, but you know what I'm trying to say? Um, I feel like often we, often we have these benchmarks in our head purely just because they've been told to us by society. You know, you see it in movies, you know, you're meant to have the white picket fence and all that kind of stuff. And I think I'm starting to notice a pattern now in the themes of my episode that I am talking about a lot of the same things, but in different ways. And I hope that things like a piece together to you as you listen to more and more of these episodes. There's a, clearly a theme around not just following the blueprint of life and doing things differently or doing what makes you happy. But again, that is probably the most important thing I feel in, in life in general. So that's why it's kind of a reoccurring theme on the show. <laughs> you can be clear on where your goals stem from. Like, is it something that you have this burning desire to do? And it's a real genuine passion on your heart. For example, you have this burning passion inside of you. You've always envisioned yourself, you know, traveling Europe and, you know, I don't know, quitting your job and traveling the world for whatever, for however long. Like that's something that you always think about and visualize and it's something that you want for yourself. If it's something that's like a genuine desire like that, then it's important to just know why. For a lot of people, travel is, it's a time to, it's part of like a bigger journey of self-discovery and reflection and people, you know, travel solo to get to know themselves and, you know, put themselves in a, in a new challenging situation, in a, an, an isolating situation where you're by yourself and you're having to fend for yourself in a country where you don't know the language or you don't know anyone and you learn to, you know, you gain more self-confidence and self-love, like, you know, like eat, pray, love kind of vibe. You're in a situation where you're you're challenging yourself and it's furthering your journey of self-discovery and you're reflecting on how you are. And that to me, it's, that's an important journey. That's something really important to experience in life. And it's, um, but it's also different for every person. So for me, I would say that that is not my feelings towards travel, not because I don't want to, that's very high on my list of priorities. And I want to obviously travel the entire world. And I, hope I will and I don't even want to but for me when I think of travel I don't see it as like my self-discovery or my my eat pray love moment because I feel like I, I live inside my own mind I am just naturally a very introspective person and I'm just naturally a very curious person so I'm always asking why I'm always challenging why I do things a certain way I'm always challenging the norms of everything so when I think of travel to me it's it's not my you know, journey to self-growth and discovery, which is why maybe I don't have the burning desire right now in this very moment, because I think I am prioritizing myself and my own growth and developing. And for me, I don't think that I will get that through travel personally, but you might, like it's different for every single person. Um, so because I don't feel like that, that is tied to a destination or travel for me, when I see other people traveling Europe and you know, doing that kind of thing. I don't feel that feeling of like, oh, damn, I'm, I'm in my twenties right now. 
I should be doing that. Like everyone else is doing that. I, I don't feel that because I have peace in knowing like what my goals stem from and what my overarching goal is, which is like I mentioned, like laying the foundations for my future, like building, you know, those extra income streams and doing things that are going to have an impact. Overall, I want to do things that harness my creativity and my passions and they have an impact on others. Like that's, that's what I want to do in this life. And that is my number one priority. So other things like that don't make me feel any sort of FOMO anymore the way they once did. For me, when I think of travel, and I'm just going to stick this example because hopefully it makes more sense. But for example, when I think of like traveling for maybe a long extended period of time, I associate it just with a deep curiosity for the world. Like I want to see different things. I want to see how people live. And I also just don't feel like it's anything to do with being tied to my journey of self-discovery the way it might be for some people. Um, But when I think of traveling that way, I think of like luxury. I think of peace. I feel like I think of it also just not being an escape or a getaway. Not that traveling is an escape. Let me just preface by saying that it's definitely not. Um, But when I think of travel, especially when it comes to overseas, the way I envision it for my life is that it's part of my lifestyle and it's something that I don't have to, you know, quit my job and take off four months or I don't have to change my life. Like I want it to be part of my life. So I want to be in a financial situation where I'm not having to, you know, save my pennies or change my lifestyle or do something different. I want to be in a position where I can up and go to Europe for two weeks and I can work from there or I can, you know, that's that's what I envision for myself and that's my ultimate goal. So I feel comfortable in knowing that I'm sacrificing some of the trips now. I'm sacrificing some of the lifestyle habits now because when I can do those things in the way that feels good to me and feels like my dream, it's going to feel so much better than if I were to just go right now because I feel like everyone else is and I should just do it now because everyone else is doing it and it's trendy and, you know, when I do it in a way that feels right and aligned to my path, it's going to feel better. This episode is honestly going so much longer than I intended. I'm looking at the notes that I wrote and I genuinely, I can't even talk properly when I film these episodes because I do too much talking, but I was, yeah, what was I even saying? Oh yeah. So I was looking at my notes and I was like, how am I going to make this long enough to be a full episode? And right now in recording, I'm at 41 minutes and I've still got the next one is asking yourself what makes you feel good. So work out the things that make you feel good and this will help you narrow down what your priorities are. So I talked before about what my priorities were and how I want to feel. What you need to do is to be able to unpack what makes you feel good and what are your main priorities in this life and how can you make sure that you're harnessing the tools to create the lifestyle that feels good to you. Because often when it comes to putting things on a pedestal or feeling FOMO around like, oh, other people are like on honeymoons or other people are owning a home or other people are like having these experiences it comes from a place of lack because we feel like we aren't we aren't we don't have something in our own lifestyle and often you know we think that doing that one thing or achieving that one thing is going to make us happy but it's not and what will ultimately make us happy or I know makes me happy is living a lifestyle that feels good to me on a consistent basis I know that anything I've ever achieved, whether it's been like for me, I wanted to get signed by a modeling agency so bad. I thought that was going to, you know, I don't know what I thought it was going to do, but it was like, I thought that when that happened, you know, the world would change. I have that and I love it and I'm grateful for it, but it's like, my life is the same. I'm still the same person. 
I thought when I, you know, I'm financially independent and I've got my own career and I have everything on my own, like life's going to change. Like we're always, we think that, you know, having something is going to change the trajectory of our life. But the only thing that will do that is changing our lifestyle. That's something that's consistent and that's something that's ongoing. So that's something that you need to focus on understanding is what feels good. Because I feel like if you truly follow what feels good to you and be able to carve out a life or a lifestyle that is harnessing, it's harnessing your abilities. Because usually what feels good to us is because either it's something that we have a, we're talented at. Like the things that feel good to me is music and creativity and you know, my, my career at the moment, because they're harnessing my skill set, they're harnessing my talents and they're aligned to what I want to do and what I want to achieve in the world. And that is something that's so important. So that's what makes my life feel good. So you need to find out for you what that is for you. A big part of, you know, finding out what feels good and trying to understand what feels good to you is being able to let go of feelings of guilt and shame. So I, I think especially as women, but not to generalize, feeling there's so many feelings of guilt and shame associated with how we want to live our lives. Like for example, you know, if you're a woman that doesn't really have any interest in being a mother or being a parent, or you don't really have like a dream fantasy wedding, you know, could never be me. I am unfortunately am on a life like the movies, but for some women, that's just not what they want and that's fine. But there's this stigma around that, like there's guilt and shame associated with wanting something that isn't the societal norm. And I think that the only way we'll ever truly be happy is when we can let go of that. One thing that society does really well is making us feel guilt and shame for living any sort of lifestyle that is different to the conventional path that we've been fed. And what that does is it keeps us the same. It keeps us doing the same things. It keeps us not questioning the structures around us. It keeps us not even understanding what we want for ourselves and I think that in our generation we particularly get a lot of guilt and shame especially from older generations because you know we're the we're the entitled generation we um we're entitled when it comes to working hours and working from home and compensation and god forbid mental health and well-being and at the end of the day we are privileged and that's one thing I'm very aware of. I have a lot of privileges that my parents, my grandparents didn't have. And a lot of us now in this generation probably feel that way. So we have the privilege of being more selective of our workplaces. We're not going to work for workplaces that don't value our well-being. We're not going to put our mental health on the back burner for the sake of an income. Like we have the privilege of being a little bit more entitled with what we allow into our lives. And again, entitlement is like this horrible shameful thing like god forbid being entitled in any way of course it's not good to be an entitled person and being entitled is inherently not a great quality but i do think that being being entitled around the things that we deserve as a baseline in terms of you know we're, we are entitled to look after our mental health and that's a privilege that we have that other generations didn't have but I think that's the beauty of you know previous generations making sacrifices I, I I thought sacrifices were made so that the future generation can have a little bit easier so I feel like now we have it a little bit easier in some ways but then 
it's a problem. It's a problem when we have higher standards. And I think that if you have the privilege of being able to have higher standards or being able to want something different for your life, then harness that privilege because that is what it is there for. Use your privileges to do good. Use your privileges to, to, to snowball that. Create something even better for yourself. Use that to give back. Look after your mental health. Look after your well-being. Be in workplaces that don't drain your soul. Be in um, you know an environment that that nourishes you and makes you grow because when you grow you expand when you expand you're better and when you're better you achieve so much more not only for yourself you can achieve for other people's you can pave the way for other people you can open doors for other people you can employ other people there's so much you can do when you're able to expand so it is not a selfish thing to do what feels good to you it's not a selfish thing to follow what feels good to you anything the most selfless thing you can do is be so committed to being selfish for a period of your life Use that period of selfishness to know your mission, follow that mission, give it your everything, and then use that to give back. And I think that that is the most beautiful thing you can do when in life. And that for me is my ultimate goal. I know that I'm so privileged to not have to live in this survival mode of just having to, you know, put food on the table for a family. I, I just have to look after myself. And that I love that. I love that for me because I can use my free time to think about what impact I want in the world, what I want to do with my spare time, how I want to harness my skills. And I'm privileged to do that. And I'm not ashamed of that. And I think the second we can re- release ourselves from shame is, is the, t- the second that we can really, really live truly and authentically and in the best way possible way for ourselves that we will never ever think twice about what someone else is doing because we are so clear on our path and our life and so again bringing it back to my own experiences I spent a lot of my life feeling a lot of guilt and shame I felt guilty that you know why have I been afforded the opportunities that I have why have I been able to you know have the life that I have and you know you just feel guilty and you feel shame and you feel indebted to everyone and that's just not a good state of being and I've been able to flip that that now instead of feeling guilt or shame I feel enthusiastic I feel passion I feel passionate about using my privileges or using my um you know my opportunities in life to have a better impact and to enhance the life of others if this is something that you struggle with um like feelings of guilt and shame just remember that sacrifices were made because it's supposed to have a better impact on the coming generations. So many of us feel so bad all the time, but that's why those sacrifices were made. Your parents, your grandparents, your ancestors, they made sacrifices. They struggled so that you could have the life that you have. And if if you're going to live your life in a state of guilt and shame and you let your life be dictated by guilt and shame, your life is never truly your own. And I'm going to repeat this one because if you take anything away from this episode, I want you to take this away from the episode today. If you let your life be dictated by guilt and shame, your life is never truly your own. I really want you to think about that. I really want you to sit on that because to me, that's something that I don't even know where it came from, but it came to me and I feel it really strongly. And I hope you really think about that because you deserve to live the life that is yours. And also you deserve to live a life that is so abundant and filled with opportunities and happiness and you deserve to live a life of impact and if anything you'd be doing a disservice to the generations before you if you don't do that use your opportunities use everything that you have take risks because you only have this one life and we're afforded 
you, I'm not going to speak on everyone, but I feel like I'm afforded flexibility in a lot of ways in my life that previous generations haven't been. And instead of feeling so bad about it, which I still do in a lot of ways. And again, a little bit of feeling bad isn't a bad thing because you can use that to, to want to give back, which is something that I um, feel very strongly about is giving back to others. And so I'm able to use that in a productive way, but I don't let it dictate my life. I don't let my life be dictated by shame anymore because I know that I'm worthy and I'm deserving just as you are worthy and deserving of happiness because we all are purely just by being here, purely just by breathing, you deserve to be happy and you deserve to live a life that is fulfilled. And that is why I'm so passionate about this episode and that is why I was so excited to talk about it today because whether it's as small as a trip to Europe or as big as feeling like you aren't in your dream career or you aren't married or you haven't bought a home, whatever it might be, however big or small the feelings of FOMO that you have are, I want you to really think about everything I discussed during this episode. I want you to really think about what it is that you want for yourself. And I want you to just ask yourself, what is it that I want for my life? And what can I do differently to get closer to that? What do I want to feel every day? How am I going to feel fulfilled? What can I do that makes me feel fulfilled? And what's a small step that I can take to get closer to that every single day? And that is what I ask myself. And that is the way that I live. And every single day, I go through ups and downs. I go through highs and lows, but I do feel like I'm getting closer and closer and closer to that life that I dream about and visualize and work so, so, so hard for. And that's why I'm so passionate about sharing this podcast because I want everyone to feel this way. I want everyone to feel excited about the life that they live, feel fulfilled and confident in what they've done to achieve the life that they have and feel just a genuine purpose and excitement for life because the happier that we all are and i'm such a strong believer of this the happier that we all are the the better society will be and i feel like what will make us the happiest versions of ourselves is when we're living authentically you're living a life that is authentic to you and who you are and a life that has a mission and purpose to do good for yourself and to do good for others and Living, living that lifestyle is what's going to bring you the most success. It takes a lot of hard work and consistency and resilience and all that kind of practical stuff, of course. But, you know, getting closer to living that life and feeling that genuine happiness, I believe if we all felt that way, if we all lived that way, the world would be such a different place. And that's all I want in this life. Genuinely, I don't know. I, I just want everyone to be happy. I just... My, my desire, my dream, my goal is just for everyone that I know, everyone that I've met, haven't met, I just want everyone to be so genuinely and truly happy. And that is why I made this podcast. That is why I do a lot of things in my life. So I really hope that this spoke to you in some way. I hope it inspired you to ask yourself some of these questions and I hope you enjoyed the episode. I hope you also found this entertaining and not too heavy and deep all the time. Um, yeah, so thank you so much for listening to the episode. Please rate and review the podcast because it really helps me a lot. I really, really appreciate it. Please share it with a friend, post it on socials, and make sure to follow the Lucky Girl Complex Instagram. I try and, I haven't been great on the Instagram, but I'm trying to post more updates on there more regularly, and I'm recording the episodes. We'll see if any of this footage ever makes it to the gram. 
Um, and also, I think I mentioned this on the last episode as well, but I had an original email for the podcast and then it, I thought it was hacked and then I've got it back. So if you want to email me as well, you can email me at theluckygirlcomplex at gmail.com. Please reach out to me if you have any episode ideas, any follow-up questions from episodes, anything like that at all. I'm all ears. And once again, really, really appreciate you listening to the show. It means so much to me and I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Oh, wait, it's still recording. Whoopsie. Hi.